Dynasty Football Factory and the Dynasty Football Network. That's James the Brain. Free agency, the draft, are the Browns a playoff team? No, they are not. That's Travis the Beard. Jack Doyle sucks. No, he does not. I am John Hogue. This is Super Flexible. And we get to welcome in, finally, one of the, the guests here on Superflex. Not just not just a guest, but the guest. One of our uh, one of our good good friends of the podcast from DLF Dynasty League Football and Two QBs and basically just an Afterburners podcast and uh, just essentially every single corner of Twitter. Bobby Koch, welcome home, Robert Pony. <laughs> Thanks. I'm uh, I'm glad to be here. And since you guys said I had to do a stupid intro, I will say I'm uh, Jordan Howard's number one truther, Bobby Koch. Ah, finally, something Ooh. that's true. The bulldozer. <laughs> the bulldozer. <laughs> yeah, so this is a quarterback-centric podcast. We end up saying that basically every week. But this time, we, we get to talk with somebody who is as much of a quarterback nerd as we are. Bobby, you've uh, you've been writing quite a bit about quarterbacks in particular. I mean, you just kind of write whatever comes up throughout the day. I mean, the other day you wrote something like six articles in one day. Um, but uh, yeah, it was more like three. Six is a little too much credit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was six over the course of two or three days. It was still it it was more than I've written in the last half a year. So it was it was an impressive <laughs> turnaround for sure, but you've been writing quite a bit about quarterbacks. You 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 uh, have been submitting some content for uh, two QBs, and uh, so this is a great opportunity for all of us to focus in on the quarterback position. And so we're going to talk about. Last week we talked about rankings, but we want to get into some tiers this week because. To me, that's a very useful tool to use in a startup draft. Rankings are r- rankings are a little bit convoluted, and tiers give you a lot more a lot more flexibility, some super flexibility, perhaps. So we're gonna get into some quarterback tiers for a super flex league, starting with all of our rankings, and then we've got them tiered into roughly six tiers. There's uh, there's going to be a little bit of overflow um, within those tiers, but let's get right after this, guys. So w- let's start with the the obvious, the top tier. And what I'm curious about from each of you guys, and I'm going to go ahead and start with our guest, uh, Mister Mister Bobby here. What I'm wondering is how many guys would you put in your your top tier? And what is the earliest you would draft those guys? Yeah, so I would put a total of two guys in this top tier. And that would be, and you guys already know this, but for the listeners out there, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers make up my tier one. And then for the earliest, I would draft them. So I'm not usually a kind of guy who goes after my top end quarterbacks. Unless, let's say I was at the end of the round in round one and I noticed wide receivers and running back flying off the board. 
that to me is the perfect time to change gears in a Superflex or 2QB league and say, okay, I'm going to grab my QB1 or even my QB2 if maybe uh, one of those two guys is already off the board. All right, let's hear from Jameson and Travis. Um, kind of the same question. I just want to know uh, who's at the top of your tier and how how fast you're going to go after those guys. Yeah, well, for me, uh, my tier one has one quarterback, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Um, and it, real, real simple for me, I would take Aaron Rodgers with the number one overall pick in a two QB or super flex league. So, um, to me, Aaron Rodgers is in a tier all on his own. Uh, for multiple reasons, consistency, opportunity, um, supporting cast, pretty much everything that uh, that he's done at this point of his career just points to he should be able to do this for a long time, and I, I don't see it slowing down any. So I'm definitely all, um, all in on Aaron Rodgers. Again, I would take him uh, at number one overall in a super flex or two quarterback league. So that's where I got him at. What about you, Travis? So I... I'm pretty bummed that you went first, James, because I thought I was going to have some sort of different take. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers is in a tier alone all by himself. Um, As much as I love hearing Bobby say that Russell Wilson is in the top tier with Aaron Rodgers, uh, for those of you who've been listening to this show for any significant amount of time, that's kind of a big deal on this show to have him up in the same conversation as Aaron Rodgers. So I love that, but Aaron Rodgers has been doing it for so long, so consistently at at such an elite level. I don't quite think Russell Wilson's earned that yet. Um, because as we've talked about in the past, this was the first year he's really put it all together. And yes, he's younger unless he had, yes, he had a crazy good season, but man, it's just, there is still more risk in involved with Russell Wilson than there is with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is as foolproof as it gets. Um, so he's still by himself for me. Um, and I mean, I don't know that I honestly would take him at one Oh one in a startup draft. I, that's hard for me. Um, I don't think you have to most of the time. So I think that's kind of where, uh, I, I, I don't think I could pull the trigger there. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm seeing Deshaun Watson and, Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson go ahead ahead of Aaron Rodgers a lot, so you might even be able to get him, you know, the beginning of round two. So that's kind of where I'm at. He's he's by himself. We don't need to spend too much time on Aaron Rodgers. We've got like thirty something quarterbacks to get through. But where are you at on this, John? I I so I'm in full agreement with James on Aaron Rodgers. Um, I actually have probably a bigger tier than you guys do. Uh, mine also includes well Carson Wentz is my number two quarterback for Dynasty Superflex, and then Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and Deshaun Watson. I've got all of those guys in my top tier, meaning I would be fine with any one of those guys as my quarterback one in a Superflex league. But I do insist on getting one of those guys. Um, but I agree with James in that if I've got if I'm sitting at one point oh one, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I do that every single time. And I mean, to a point where I know that I brag about that every single week and you guys are getting sick of hearing it, but that's, that's my strategy. It starts with Aaron Rodgers. So, um, so for, I guess for Bobby and for Travis, what I'm kind of curious of here is, uh, if you're, 
how many guys would you take ahead of Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, whoever your quarterback one is? Yeah, that's a good question. There's a good amount of guys that I would take. I'd probably take, I want to say, my first five receivers, um, my first four to five running backs, and then my quarterback one. Also, I know this wasn't asked, but real quick, can I defend Russell Wilson since I'm the only one who had him in the tier? <laughs> no. You know what? It, it turns into it. a half hour. <laughs> just, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I think. Really quick stats about you know, yeah. you know that I love Russell Wilson. Bobby, I mean, you've listened to the show. Russell I, Wilson's my boy. There's there's a stat I have to share with your audience, and I'm going to say it regardless of whether you guys give me permission or not. So, <laughs> yeah, we can't stop you, so. Six no, seasons, no, 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 no. Six seasons, and, and this was in my two-quarterback uh, superhero comparison article, too. Self, uh, shameless plug for my QB comps on two QBs. But uh, six seasons into their career, only Dan Marino had more total touchdowns than Russell Wilson does now. And if you include his rushing yardage, Russell Wilson has the most yards of any quarterback six seasons into his career, period. No one has more than him in the entire history of the NFL. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's... Bobby, on a scale of one to strong, that stat is really, really strong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why he's in my tier one. And it's funny because everyone always like, oh, he's inconsistent in this and that. But you consider the O-line he's played with, the weapons he's had, and he has the most total yardage six seasons into his career. It's really hard to argue with. I I would submit, though, that, I, I mean, at least the last, you know, two or three seasons, the running game hasn't been there either so i mean that that all those touchdowns that would have went to any kind of competent running back it ends up getting funneled to russell wilson that's that's yeah. that's kind of my fear i guess with him that's an acceptable criticism it's just what we know to date he's on at the very minimum a hall of fame career if not an all-time career path yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, so I, as much as I wanted to keep the guy buried in my rankings, I did have to, to move him up into the top five, you know, just because he, he, I've said this before, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend too much time on it, but he did something in 2017 that he had never done before. He gave you 12, I believe, uh, startable, fantasy games um 12 games where he was a quarterback one if not the quarterback one so he belongs in that tier for me i just aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback one overall five times in his career i believe and a top two quarterback seven times those numbers might not be quite accurate but it's it's right around there but so for me, he's still he's still number one. But uh, to, again, for me, Russell Wilson is on a short list of guys that I would accept as my quarterback one. But so along that same vein, though, so let's just kind of hypothetically, you've got a top five pick, 
you're taking either a wide receiver or possibly a running back, it sounds like, based on your rankings. Mm -hmm. So by the time it gets back to you towards the end of the second round, give me some names of some of some quarterbacks that you would be that you would reach for if they're still there. And kind of what's your cutoff point where you would say, all right, the quarterbacks here just aren't good enough. The value isn't there. I'm sticking with, you know, the wide receiver running back position before I start looking at quarterbacks. Sure. So for me, that'd be almost everybody in my second or first tier. If they were there at that point, I feel like I'd have to grab them. So some names from that second tier would be Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Andrew Luck. The only one that I'd say would be questionable where I might still go wide receiver or quarter or sorry, running back at that point would be luck just because of the injury concerns. But any of those others are there. At that point I probably am grabbing them. What do you think, Travis? So if you're saying if I pass on on Rogers at one oh one, is that the conversation we're having right now? Sure. Yeah, essentially. Or, all right, so let me start with this for you. Where would you take Aaron Rodgers in the first round? Or would you take him in the first round? I absolutely would. Okay. Um, And it's, so I've got him at seven overall in in my overall rankings. So obviously in a startup, there's a little bit of leeway with that depending on your draft slot. Um, but generally speaking, if I'm if I've got the 101 in a dynasty startup draft, I'm trying to trade back. And if I can trade back to four, five, six, seven, eight, and still land Aaron Rodgers and pick up future assets, like that's what I'm trying to do all day long. So mm-hmm. that's I guess that was my whole overarching point is like you don't have to take him at 101. Um, if I passed on Rodgers though, and it came back to me, the chances. I mean, you're probably in the first two rounds, we're looking at 23 picks off the board. We're probably talking, I mean, depends on the draft, obviously, but we're talking anywhere from, you know, five to eight, nine quarterbacks sometimes. Probably more towards the five, in, in generally speaking. But yeah, I mean, I would take, I, I would hope that one of, um, Basically, I don't know if I'm if I'm picking at the two three turn. I'm absolutely taking a quarterback, pretty much no matter who's there. If I passed on uh, Aaron Rodgers at the one hundred one, so I don't know if that answers your question really or not. Um, I'm probably taking one or two at that point, depending on what the quarterback pool looks like. Mm-hmm. Even if there's a run on quarterbacks, and you end up kind of in your like your third or fourth tier of quarterbacks, you're you're still taking at least one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, probably. It de- I mean, it always depends. Like if we're in the second round goes eight quarterbacks in a row, then maybe not. Maybe I I you know uh, I guess maybe I I tilt off of that a little bit and and. I mean, because at that point you're talking, you know, these guys probably aren't going to take another one on the way back, you know. Mm-hmm. So you might, you know, I don't know. Every draft's different. It's kind of I don't really know how to answer that in a, in a vacuum, I guess. But 
Yeah, generally speaking, I want to have one or two quarterbacks in my first three rounds of a startup draft. I can confidently say that if there was a uh, run like you were just saying, John, mm-hmm. I would shift gears and go with a wide receiver running back, and there'd still be guys as comfortable grabbing later. And I also agree with what Travis was saying, that you do need to be adaptable in your draft and not stick to one particular strategy. In fact, I know this is a general piece of advice, but I really hate when people go into a draft with a specific strategy in mind, just because I think what other people do should change your strategy a bit, and you need to be flexible and not set in your ways. Super flexible, please. <laughs> Sorry, super <laughs> John really wants to make this a thing. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I feel like that's why the podcast was inadvertently named that. I had n- no control over the name of the podcast at the time. All the credit goes to Jake Anderson, but I just like to think that that's what he meant, even though I th- I'm pretty sure I know better. But I digress. All right, so... All right, James, your turn. I want to I want to understand your top tier a little bit better. So, because you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, but again, back to the hypotheticals because uh this this is this is fun for me and this is also a little important for me. So, say hypothetically, you're drafting against me and I've got 1.01. You know what's about to happen. So, just uh, asking for a friend. You're drafting at 102. What are you doing? Who are you taking? Well, honestly, I'm probably passing on quarterback at that point. Um, however, I think Travis made a good point, man. I, I, If I have a high pick, I'm probably trying to trade back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main reason is because, you know, not, not everyone's going to be like you and I. I, I think when you look at uh, Aaron Rodgers' um, ADP in a 2QB league, it's, it's I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of estimating here, but I got to think it's probably mid to late first round. So I think you could probably get him later um, more times than not. So I'm, I'm probably trying to trade back and, and add assets, um, like Travis said. But if I absolutely can't, I am probably taking my highest rated player at that point, um, which won't be a quarterback. Um, I do have a, a, a few names in my second tier that I'm very comfortable taking later in the first round. If Aaron Rodgers isn't available, um, that, uh, that that's when I would start considering taking those guys. Um, and there's five names on that list that, uh, that I'll get to a little later. But, um, but yeah, I think that would kind of be my draft strategy. I, I, uh, really, again, I agree with Travis. I think, um, if you can try to trade back when you have one of those higher picks and still get, you know, your, your number one player overall, that's kind of the the no brain no brainer type strategy to use. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with it, to be honest with you, John. Yeah. Who? So who are those five guys? Yeah, I got uh, Russell Wilson as my quarterback too. Um, I have uh, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, and I'm sure I'm going to get a ton of flag for this, but Kirk Cousins also makes up my uh, my top uh, my second tier there. I, I don't know that that might not be too far off. Where do you, where do Bobby and Travis? Where do you guys have Kirk Cousins? QB nine. He's in a tier three. And just doing a quick calculation, I think QB eleven or ten, something like that. Yeah, I've got him at nine. He is in my my second tier. I'll say that. Although. 
All right, so I've I've got prefaces a little bit. I've got mine broken up. They're like tier. They're sub tiers within the tiers. So tier one, Aaron Rodgers by himself. He's a guy I'm willing to reach for. And then Wentz, Luck, Wilson, Newton, Watson are all guys that I that I I would feel way more comfortable with my roster if I have one of those guys, but I. I'm not necessarily willing to reach for any of those guys because I I would be just as happy with, you know, Deshaun Watson as Carson Wentz. So that's so we might have these broken up a little bit different. So just kind of a in a a quick aside there, but anyway, so yeah, Kirk Kirk Cousins is uh is an interesting one. Um and real quick, I think because I have him ranked higher and I kind of know that I'm going to be higher than most on him and I'm comfortable having him as a quarterback one, um, I think that allows me a little bit more flexibility if I don't get Aaron Rodgers um, because, you know, mid mid to late second round, you know, there's a good chance I can still nab Kirk Cousins, you know. So um, that's that's my thing is that knowing that I have him ranked a little higher and I would be comfortable having him as a, as a QB1 in Superflex, that that helps me a little bit kind of know that, okay, if I don't get the guy I really want, I'm going to end up with one of these tier two guys. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins probably a whole lot more than any of the other guys, but um, that, that gives me a little bit more flexibility to do some, some different things in the first round, uh, take a, a scope position guy that I'm really high on or something like that. So is that, so if, if we're calling again, this is, it's, it's a little, a little tough because we probably have these broken up totally differently. But if we're calling tier two guys that you would be okay with is your quarterback one. If you don't get, you know, your, your must own guys or guy, if that's, if that's the case, does that tier end with Kirk cousins, the guys that you would be okay with is your quarterback one. It does yeah. for me. Yeah, and same I'm, here. I've got him at nine, and he, he still ends that that section for me. Uh, it goes a little further for me. Actually, so. no, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a few. There's quite a few I have below Kirk Cousins that I would have. Uh, I'd be okay with my QB one, but I will say that the main difference there is if I end up with my QB eleven or twelve as my QB one. It, it shifts my strategy for the rest of that draft a little bit or for the next few rounds at least because if I end up with QB 11 as my QB 1 I'm drafting another quarterback the very next round because I want two in that you know 10 to 15 range uh, whereas if I get Aaron Rodgers I might be able to I, I might be more comfortable waiting a little bit longer for my QB 2 alright so give me some names who's, who's in that second tier or that group of guys that you that you would consider acceptable quarterback ones. So it's actually my tier five. I didn't follow uh, that that logic directly, but so Kirk Cousins is QB nine, he, and he ends my tier four. Um, he's up there with Dak, Cam, uh, Goff, and Cousins in tier four. So tier five is QB ten is Marcus Mariota. Um, so I've got Mariota, Garoppolo, Stafford. Um, then I've got 
Mahomes, Winston, Trubisky, Carr. So there's a couple guys in there that are a little bit more risky. That I don't know if I'd want Mahomes or Trubisky or Carr necessarily as my QB one. But that's kind of we're kind of in that conversation. Yeah, if you've got um, two of example, them, you're okay. Yeah, if I've got two of those, yeah, two of those seven that I just named, I'm 100 percent okay. 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 So yeah, Travis, you're a little uh, higher on Carr and Trubisky than I am, which is surprising because I thought I was a Trubisky truther, truth biscuit, super truber, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> where where do you have him? He's I have QB him 15. I didn't think that was too high. I have him at QB. Let's see, 12, 13, 14, 15. I actually have him 16, just different tier. Okay. Um, okay. For me, the quote unquote QB ones end with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I actually just got in a debate earlier where I thought that in 2018, at least, Mitchell Trubisky is going to outscore him. But in terms of long-term career, I do think Mahomes will have a better career. If I can't get Mahomes, then the next guys would be like Carr and Trubisky. And everyone thinks I'm joking, but the next guy after that would be Blake Bortles. Gross. Gross. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by gtbets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible Podcast. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line, gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. And if you love drafting your fantasy team, imagine drafting a real professional team. The fan-controlled football league is bringing fantasy sports in Madden franchise mode to a real football field. Fans will scout players, draft rosters, hire coaches, call plays, and more. The FCFL will feature eight professional teams playing 7-on-7, fast-paced, indoor football, and a high-tech production studio built for digital audience. This is the next generation of fantasy football, where fans get rewarded for dominating through the league's proprietary fan token. To learn more about fan tokens and the FCFL, visit fcfl.io. All right, so I actually want to back up a little bit here because I feel like we're kind of playing the eggshell game a little bit <laughs> with these names. So let's let's just invest a little bit of time here. Bobby, would you mind giving us, just just go down the entire list, give us where your tier breaks are, and maybe even label the tiers for us. So by giving my, you my tier breaks, do you want just the end guy of each tier, or do you want each guy in each tier? Um, all of yeah, the names. Give yeah. All of the names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go every single name so all the cards are on the table for everyone. So tier one is the elite tier. That's Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Tier two is the very good tier. That's Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff. Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Andrew Luck. Tier three is the good but not quite great, at least not yet tier, at least in my opinion. 
and that's Marcus Mariota, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, uh, Winston, and Patrick Mahomes. And then after that, it's the old and youth tier question mark, and that's uh, Tarek Carr, Mitchell Trubisky, Blake Bortles, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, and Ben Roethlisberger. After that, it's the upside and kind of gross guys, I guess. And that's uh, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnot, Alex Smith, Andy Dalton, Case Keenum, Ryan Tannehill, Tyrod Taylor, and Jacoby Brissett. And then finally, it's I really don't want these guys anywhere on my team. And that'd be Josh Allen, Sam Bradford, Eli Manning, AJ McCarron, Mason Rudolph, and Joe Flacco. And what about you guys? Wow, there were some interesting names in there. You Do you have Matt Ryan in your top 10? I have Matt Ryan as QB 12. Ooh, I got him at 20. I've always been kind of high on uh, Matt Ryan. I think he's a bit underrated. I think that people are blaming him a little bit too much for dropping off after uh, – Shanahan left, but not sure if uh, we can get into that conversation or not because I could go on for about that for an hour probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean he dropped back to where he's been the rest of his career, but that's fine. You also have, um, let's see, what else, what other names did I hear there? Jared Goff seemed really high. Yep, he's a uh, uh, QB five. Ooh. Nice. I love it. That's hot fire, man. I thought you guys were going to pick on Blake Bortles being above Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, and Drew Brees. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> that's, Yeah, that's yeah. kind of low-hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, for Jared Goff, it's QB that offense. Five. Holy moly. Yeah, so really interesting. Um, I did some research after his terrible rookie year, quote-unquote, and some guys that came up as comparable for their rookie seasons, not the greatest, but not the worst either, where Eli Manning and Matthew Stafford actually had worse rookie seasons than Goff. So we're kind of in this whole, uh, I'm trying to find the word for it, we're in a transition, I guess, where instead of saying QBs have time to develop, we say throw them into the fire, and if they don't perform right away, they're a bust. So everyone was labeling Goff a bust, and then his sophomore year happened, and suddenly... He wasn't such a bust anymore, but there's still that, oh man, he was so bad in his rookie year hesitation. But viewed in the lens of, hey, he could have a career like Stafford, and Stafford at worst has really been a low-end QB1. And how young Goff is, that's why I'm all in. I kind of like that, actually. Like, I mean, I've got him at quarterback 10, and that's kind of as far as I can go right at the moment, because he didn't have a great... 2017 either you know considering this was the number one offense in the NFL he was still he was barely a quarterback one I mean it was just kind of the Todd Gurley show but it's really tempting to to push him up above a couple of these guys just because you know I I think that you know you use the word transition I think that's what's going on in LA I kind of think that there's a transition away from the running game a little bit. You don't want to lean on Todd Gurley forever, you know, and it and it kind of killed him in the playoffs, in fact. So, you know, you, you've got to get a credible passing game going, it, more than credible, you know, if you want to take the next step. 
it's got to it's got to be Jared Goff. It's got to be opening up the playbook for him. So, and I think that happens. I kind of have a feeling that you know the the shift goes away from the running game and towards the passing game and Jared Goff could be in for a big season here. I just it, it's it's speculative. That's the only tough part for me. Yeah, and I hear you there. It's definitely speculative, but that's part of playing Dynasty is trying to figure out where speculative meets past performance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking about a guy who going into his age 24 season is coming off a 3,800-plus yard season with 28 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And, no, I don't know that offhand. I did just look it up. For those of you listening, I'm not an encyclopedia of quarterback knowledge. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> He's improved. His sophomore season was such a drastic improvement in every quarterback stat that I personally like to see, especially uh, average net yard per pass attempt, where I really just think now that he's had a season to acclimate more to his offense and offensive pieces, he's really going to take off. Although they did lose Sammy Watkins, but I'm not sure that's such a huge loss for him. Whoa, man, don't. Don't get into the Sammy conversation here. <laughs> I'm just going to back away slowly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Travis. So I'm I'm starting to uh, to get a little concerned here that uh, that our rankings and possibly our tiers look extremely similar, which would make it really confusing how you and I end up arguing about these guys every single week if we actually agree on most of them so so let's uh let's see if we can dispel this myth real quick let's hear your your uh your rankings and your tier breakdowns sure so i don't you know i it's pretty offensive that you would be concerned uh that we would like the same guys is it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know full well that <laughs> if they look too similar, you know you're going to change them. I I know it, and you know it. No, 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 John. You know what? I've I've started to realize our differences are are between how we value positions and not not specifically players. That's probably true. Yeah. So we might like we might both like the certain guy you know the same amount but we value him differently versus you know the the relative running backs and wide receivers in that same range so i think that's why we have so many arguments but I'll jump <laughs> just in. kind of an overall philosophy that's probably yeah. true mine is that of an adult male and yours is that of a teenage girl <laughs> so what that you guys are saying is <laughs> You're both chalky in your rankings. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you guys got that, but that's fine. Um, so tier one, Aaron Rodgers. Tier two, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz by themselves. That's kind of my like sure thing. QB ones, but not quite as elite as Aaron Rodgers. Tier three is Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson. Um, it's an interesting tier all by itself. Kind of like a insane upside but i will give you there are some risks with both um so you know obviously watson with the what seven eight game six seven eight game sample size and then 
luck with the shoulder, which is probably fine. James, don't take this the the, the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's risk with both of those guys, but they're, they've got elite upside. Key, uh, tier four, uh, we've got Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins. Um, so that's kind of like the solid should be pretty good for a decent amount of time. So you know what you just made yeah. me realize, Travis? What's I completely that? forgot Dak Prescott in my rankings. Just 100%. Not Whoa. <laughs> he just didn't even make it in. It's, awesome. It was Let just the record pure... show that Bobby has Dak Prescott at QB 40. No, no. It was pure <laughs> oversight. He'd probably be like in the same tier as uh, Mariota and Winston. So Mariota and Winston are in my next tier. So Q4 or tier four, Prescott, Newton, Goff, Cousins. Uh, tier five, I've got – this is my largest tier, I think. Um, and these are kind of – this is the tier I talked about a little bit where it's like, I these guys I'm okay with if I get two of them. Uh, it's Mariota, Garoppolo, Stafford, Mahomes, Winston, Trubisky, and Carr. So there's seven guys there in that one tier, and I they're kind of all – I kind of view them all with, as the same – Value obviously they're different as far as upside versus floor. Like Stafford is not this guy who I think could could break out and be QB one, but his floor is so high that I'm absolutely okay with him as as my QB one. If I can get another one of these guys as my QB two, um, tier six. We're almost done here. We've only got ten tiers, guys. Bear with me. Uh, <laughs> tier six is Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So I kind of didn't know like these guys are just by themselves i don't know that might be taking the easy way out but no that actually makes a ton of sense elite and i happen to have them ranked right next to each other's qb 17 and 18 you know these elite talents who are who might only have one or two years left and so it's kind of an interesting uh standalone evaluation on those guys and, and it's completely um you know roster construction argument there for those two and then tier seven i've got philip rivers matt ryan alex smith those are kind of like my um old reliable tier uh you can always go back to those three if you just need a floor at at qb uh and then tier eight we've got tyra taylor blake bortles ben roethlisberger case keenum andy dalton and those are Basically, my tier of guys who are okay but aren't ever going to be elite or are past their elite window, and they only have they have a limited starting starting uh, time as well. So Taylor, Bortles, Roethlisberger, Keenum, Dalton—I mean, all those guys could not have jobs in two years. And yes, I said Blake Bortles. Yeah, I can't wait till Blake Bortles proves you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, QB 23, by the way, down in that might not have a job in two years tier. Uh, tier 9 is Sam Bradford, Ryan Tannehill, Eli Manning, Josh McCown, Joe Flacco. These are kind of like the gross guys that can still give me production if I need to throw them into my QB, into my super flex spot at some point. Um, they're good QB depth to have but you absolutely don't want to be relying on them. And then Q, or tier 10 is kind of like the flyer guys where I'm still going to roster them. 
Uh, they could eventually turn into something, and that's Deshaun Kaiser, Teddy Bridgewater, Nick Foles, and Chad Kelly. And now I've talked for like three hours, so <laughs> that's the exercise. So, um, all right, uh, let's hear yours, James. Yeah, real quick, uh, my tier one is Aaron Rodgers, and that's basically just you know, um, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a slam dunk QB one. Like, if he has a bad year, barring injury, it's like he's QB nine. You know, that's a bad year for Aaron Rodgers. So um, that's that's why he's in a tier on his own. For me, tier two. These are guys that um, I'm confident will finish as QB ones this year, um, but um, uh, obviously not as not a sure thing as Aaron Rodgers is, and that is Russell Wilson, Dak. Uh, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson, uh, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, and Kirk Cousins. Um, my third tier is basically guys that I I feel like they could finish as a QB one, and they could also finish as a QB mid range QB two. Um, so. There's a little bit of risk, and that's Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo, Andrew Luck, and Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady's the one kind of caveat here is his value is just so depressed for me because of his age. Um, However, if you're looking to win and you're drafting to compete right away and try to win a a fantasy championship, you you go ahead and take Tom Brady and uh, and you know just just build for that two year window. my fourth tier is guys that I could see. I, I, these are guys that, I, I mean, I have a tough time ranking this tier. And basically, it's it's made up of just guys that are either A, really old, and, um, you know, have been QB1s, low-end QB1s to QB2s um, in the past. And then there's some younger guys that I have questions about that I'm I'm not so confident with. And that, that tier is... Uh, I, I have Derek Carr, uh, Drew Brees, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, and Ben Roethlisberger. And uh, again, those are guys that, I mean, there are some older guys here, guys like Philip Rivers, Matthew Stafford. These are guys that have done it before, but their age kind of kind of moves them down my list a little bit too, just because I don't think that their ceiling is what Tom Brady's is. But I also think, um, you know, they can they can still give you a QB one season. It's just, you know, they're they're older. You know, how how long can you rely on guys like that? Um, before they, you know, th- their value starts depreciating. Same thing with guys like Ben Roethlisberger. So, um, and then, you know, Derek Carr and, and Patrick Mahomes. Carr has a lot. Uh, I have a lot of questions about whether or not Derek Carr, uh, and I think I've gone into it, so I'm not going to go into it too much here. Um, question marks on whether or not he can be a quarterback one or if, you know, kind of what his his upside is. And Patrick Mahomes, to me, I think a lot of people are higher on, and uh, I don't, I I can see the potential there, but I could also, I, I think, I, I think some people are a little bit too high on him given what, you know, a lot of the question marks um, that should be there because we haven't seen a lot yet. Um, my fifth tier is a lot of younger guys. I have uh, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Mitchell Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, Alex Smith, Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor, um, Blake Bortles, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. And basically this is, going to be I, I i have questions severe questions about every quarterback on this list these are guys that if i'm swinging for the fence you know if i'm if i'm looking for a potential qb2 but i know that i could also get a guy who you know might not be starting week six or week seven um so that's that's kind of where i'm at with that tier tier six is is basically you know um yeah 
you drafted Aaron Rodgers, you waited too long to take another quarterback, and you're just swinging for the fences. And that group uh, comprises of Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, uh, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, and uh, Jacoby Brissett. And I already know Travis, as soon as I say Brissett's name, is uh, is already kind of licking his chops, <laughs> waiting to get at me. But the only reason why I'll say Brissett is on this list is because uh, given Andrew Luck's injury history, I, if, if he's starting, I mean, at this point of the draft, if he's starting, I mean, that's what, quarterback 33 for me or 34. So, I mean, it's not, um, it. you know, I don't have him highly ranked. It's just, you know, a flyer just because I think there's still a lot of unanswered questions at this point about Luck. So that's kind of the way I broke down my tiers and where I have uh, some guys listed and uh, some guys ranked. All right, I'll go through mine real quick. I've got, like I said, I've got Aaron Rodgers at the top. I would reach for him. It does. I, I'll take him in 101. And then in that same tier, though, I've got also got Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and Deshaun Watson. And I want to make sure I've got at least one of those guys, preferably two. If I can get two of those guys on my Superflex team, even though it's going to take my first two picks in a startup draft, good luck dealing with that team. That's all I got to say. But the other, the next tier of guys that I would also accept as at least a super flex, um, possibly my my top two quarterbacks. If there's some ridiculous run on quarterbacks before I get to my top tier, Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady. Those are all guys that I did I feel comfortable with as a, as a quarterback one for at the very least, you know, the start the year one of the dynasty. Um, and then I feel like I can address it later in the draft if I need to, uh, to beef that up a little bit. My third tier is Jameis Winston, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Josh Rosen, Mitchell Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes, and Baker Mayfield. And those are all guys that I'm either comfortable with their floor, or I feel like there's a high enough ceiling that they uh, that they would be a good stash. And these are typically guys who I end up with as a third quarterback, just because of how aggressive I am about drafting these guys. Um, fourth tier, this is some more. These are more flyer type of guys. Again, you know, once I start building the wide receivers into running backs. If I need to add some bench depth at quarterback to feel like I've got enough quarterback firepower, then I'll go with guys like Sam Darnold, Blake Bortles, Eli Manning, Tyrod Taylor, Alex Smith, Lamar Jackson, and Case Keenum. And then my final, just kind of really, really deep, just kind of sleeper type guys that I wouldn't feel particularly comfortable with as anything more than my fourth or fifth quarterback on my roster. Teddy Bridgewater, Josh Allen, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, Sam Bradford, Ryan Tannehill, Nick Foles, and Josh McCown. And again, those are guys that, I mean, I I, I want to make sure that I've got plenty of, of quarterback depth. So I'll take some of those guys, but I don't want to have to use them because I don't know for sure that there's any kind of long-term outlook for these guys. So, uh, but again, for me, it's just quarterbacks early and often. So 
All right, so let's get back to what we were talking about. Now that all the cards are on the table, let's get back to let's get into a little bit of strategy. Um, back to where we were. So let's skip ahead a little bit to the to the third tier. Now we can kind of start putting these into the tiers that we had discussed, you know, before the show. And right now, let's talk about our third tier, which is kind of borderline quarterback one guys and guys that you would be comfortable with as your super flex. And uh, so I'm going to get back to you, Bobby, because it's kind of been a while since we've mm-hmm. <laughs> since we've heard from you after that. Yeah, I'm still here. Don't worry. <laughs> nice. You, you're still awake. It's the middle of the night where you're at. So, so uh, give me some names of some guys for you who are kind of borderline quarterback one you wouldn't be thrilled with it if they're your your best quarterback but you know you'd 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 be okay with it but you'd prefer for that guy to be a super flex and if you've got him at super flex you're going to be you're going to feel pretty good about your team yeah so now that i actually remembered to put him in my rankings i'd say the end of that qb1 range is really uh dak prescott um, I'm not going to be thrilled if he's my number one, but I'll be at least very happy if he's my super flex. And guys that are in that range are uh, Mariota, Stafford, Cousins, Ryan, Winston, uh, Mahomes, and Prescott. But uh, there's probably a sub-tier in there where after Matt Ryan, for me, it gets a little more questionable. So if you have, say you get, you know, one of your tier one guys, say you get Russell Wilson, like late in the first round, early second round, something like that. Are you going to be willing to reach for these, uh, some of your tier two, tier three guys? Are there any of those guys that you would reach for to make sure that you've got them at super flex? Or do you feel comfortable enough with your, your quarterback one that you're going to wait for a while? So my answer actually varies depending on whether it's super flex or 2QB. If I have to start a quarterback, meaning it's 2QB, I would want a guy from my tier three as my second quarterback. If it's super flex and it just means if you're smart, you're starting someone in the super flex spot, that's a quarterback. I might be, uh, or in that case, I would be comfortable waiting until my tier four guys about Travis and James, kind of the same question. Who are who are some guys that you would put kind of in that border borderline quarterback one strong super flex? And at what point and would you be willing to reach for them um, to uh, to make sure that you've got them as uh, as your super flex? Personally, I, I the guys that I have kind of towards that back end are uh, aging guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees. And for me, they, they're they really, they're only back there, not because of what they can give you this year, but just because they have a limited number of years moving forward. So um, to me, I, I, I find it hard to reach for a, an aging asset in Dynasty at any position, but really at quarterback when they're this far, I mean, Brady is is like if if he if you get two more years out of Tom Brady you should consider yourself lucky, um, just because I mean he's he's really aging at this point. So like to me they're they're on the back end not because you can't get a weak performance from them this year, but just because I don't think you're going to get a, an elite number of years from them. So I wouldn't reach for them personally. 
Um, I, I guess guys that I have a little bit further back are guys like um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, it's guys like that that I I would wait another round and hope I could end up with a guy like that as opposed to. And again, I wouldn't feel comfortable having them as my QB one, but I know if I reach for a guy like Brady or Breeze. I know I'm going to have to address the position relatively soon in a rookie draft or or something like that. It kind of forces my hand in the future to try to address that position um, for the future of my squad moving forward. So to me, I wouldn't reach only because of the names that I have there and uh, and their long-term fantasy you know, viability. What do you think, Travis? Where are you at? My, my range as far as who I'd be comfortable with having as a super flex – Goes pretty deep. Um, I would say probably 21 quarterbacks deep as far as who I'd be okay with as my QB2. And I say okay with, and that's not not ideally. I, ideally, I'd like to have one of my, or I'd like to have two of my top 16 quarterbacks. That ends that tier that I talked about earlier with um Garoppolo, Stafford, Mahomes, Winston, Trubisky, Carr. I'd like to have two of those guys, but every draft is different. And if I end up taking a gamble on uh, a guy thinking another guy is going to fall to me and he doesn't, I mean, it goes down. I, I've got QB 21 is Alex Smith. Uh, Matt Ryan is 20. Philip Rivers, Tom, uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Like, I'd be totally okay with those guys. Um, as my QB two, if I had to be, so I don't know if that really, it's not ideal, but if I had to like worst case scenario, I get Alex Smith as my QB two or Matt Ryan or Phillip rivers. Like that's totally okay with me, but it, it does change the strategy in that I want to try to get some more depth, uh, kind of immediately so that if one of those guys doesn't pan out or, um, drops off sooner than expected, you know, I'd like to have a Tyrod Taylor or or maybe even another one of those tier six or seven guys to fill in as that QB2. All right, this ended up being way more heavy and way more dry than any of us, I'm sure, expected. So um, I just want to skip ahead a little bit here and uh, um, before we uh, put everybody to sleep with this. All right, so... Bobby, yeah, man. <laughs> this, this is tough. It's like lists and names and lists and names. Yeah, and it and it's hard to keep them all straight when you can't see them. It makes it right, right. it makes it tough. So to me, tiers are extremely useful, especially in a startup draft, because they're a lot more pliable than actual rankings. You know, and you guys talked about at the beginning how. You know, a strategy going into a draft with a strategy is a great way to just completely blow it and hate your team. So using tiers, to me, it gives you an opportunity to, you know, to have a very loose strategy that you can kind of go off of. And especially if you break every position down into some tiers rather than just into some rankings, I think it can be a really useful tool. But putting this into podcast form is not easy, but I, I still think it's important. So, but we're going to skip ahead a little bit. 
Um, and uh, Bobby, I guess the question that I have for you, so it's the last pick of your draft. Back to the hypotheticals. It's about the last pick of your draft. You you feel like you've got good balance at the quarterback position, the running back position, the wide receiver position. You've got some nice flyers at tight end. You've got one more pick to make. Who's the last quarterback who could be on the board that you would take just to give yourself that added depth? And then who are the guys below that that you would pass on and just take another flyer running back, for instance? So anyone who has a shot at starting, I guess, is worth taking a shot at. Um, I know before the podcast started, we were talking about Chad Kelly. That seems like a Don't good example. Don't steal my boy. Don't someone. steal my boy, Bobby. I have to, Travis. It's 12.30. It's 12.30 in the morning. I'm stealing your boy. <laughs> Um, but no, there's there's some other guys like, I mean, Brett Hundley maybe, but he didn't look great when he got the opportunity to start, so doubtful. But Brett Hundley would be a guy if Chad Kelly was off the board, then I'd maybe consider him with my last pick. Um, pretty much anyone who's backing someone up. So, you know, for now, Davis Webb or David Webb, I can't even remember, and he's on my favorite team so that shows you how much i think about him um what about kaiser what are you guys feeling on kaiser with green bay he can learn behind rogers i guess but i feel like hugh jackson pretty much just killed his career yep it's very very possible james our resident browns fan what do you what do you feel about Deshaun kaiser yeah no i'm i'm kind of with bobby i i kind of feel like oh the man start to the bench to start to the bench to starter again just kind of played with his head a whole lot but yeah now and and here's my thing is that i i i think travis i think you and i were both kind of on the the uh the brett hunley train when he first kind of got his opportunity i think we both thought that he was going to be pretty good and i was i was kind of disappointed and he he kind of got to sit back and watch rogers for a couple years and um, I think I expected more. Um, so I, I'm a little bit down on that coaching staff, to be honest. So I don't know. Uh, Kaiser, Kaiser's not my cup of tea, uh, even in Green Bay there. Yeah, I was optimistic, but, and I was extremely disappointed. <laughs> but, you know, I don't – I mean, you don't just have what Aaron Rodgers has. So I think, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, oh – like I like, for instance – the four of us go sit behind Aaron Rodgers for four years. We're still not going to be any good. Like you either have quarterback talent or you don't, right? Like sitting Speak behind Aaron Rodgers is going to help. <laughs> so does my eleven-year-old. So you either have like you're not just going to be good just because you learn from somebody else. Like you still have to have talent, and and some of that has to be more than just learned in my opinion. So, I mean, Brett Hundley just didn't work out. I don't know. Like I honestly would rather, I'd rather roster Deshaun Kaiser than Brett Hundley. No, you're so, you're so right, Travis. I'm having a competition with Travis's 11 year old to see who throws a better spiral. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a pretty mean one. I think he'd win. So John, getting back to your question, man, I, I really, um, I think, I think it's a good question, but for me and, 
it's it's kind of impossible to answer at this point because normally if I am going if I'm taking my my last quarterback, I'm taking my last rosterable quarterback, it's probably going to be a rookie that kind of found a sneaky good spot like, you know, some someone that we're not even thinking about like a uh you know, a Kyle Loretta or a, a Mike White or some someone like that to where it's just kind of like, wow, well, he he kind of found a a pretty decent spot and he could open up as the backup. Something like that. I, I would probably look for a high upside, you know, um, guy that uh, that you know is sitting on the end of my bench as my QB five or something. So, um, but yeah, I'm definitely interested to see kind of who else everyone else would say. I'm assuming Travis is going to say Matt Barkley uh, for the Bengals, right? Oh no 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 no! I thought you were. Oh no, that's right. You're. Uh, that's right. You're a. Uh, you you're really want to you really want to bring up Blaine Gabbert right now? What about uh, uh, Quentin Flowers, guys? Come on! There you go, <laughs> Quentin Flowers. All right, we'll wrap it up for this episode. But real quick, gotta thank Bobby Koch. We'll have to do it again, man. Bobby is a writer at DLF. He's a writer at Two QBs. He's a host of the Afterburner podcast, and like I said, you can just find him all over Twitter, like it's his job. If you're not already following him, and who's not, but at R-E-K-E-D Fantasy. And uh, Bobby, what what's uh, what can we look forward to uh, coming up from you, both on Afterburners and uh, some of your written work? Yeah, so tomorrow, actually, or not even tomorrow, because it's past midnight here. So later today, I'm recording another podcast. Uh, we're talking about the rookie quarterbacks. Each of us has a different QB1 in the class we found out in discussion. So we're going to fight to the death, Hunger Games style, for your entertainment. Uh, no, really, we're just going to debate the rookie quarterbacks as well as talk about a few free agent signings. And then uh, in terms of writing, as you mentioned earlier, I don't really know. I kind of just go with whatever strikes me at the moment. Uh, if I listen to a podcast, often one of you guys mentions something that I go, you have the wrong take about that player. Let me show you why. Uh, so... Yeah, look out for that. Look out for me calling out either generally more so, I'd say, Travis than the other two. But yeah. It can really be anybody. Hey. Yeah, sometimes sometimes James is uh, surprisingly um, controversial for you. It's, uh, it's yeah, interesting. That's true. It, like me and, me and Travis can definitely have some hard takes to to follow, but James didn't Addison used to be on this pod too. Yeah, he did. It started off with Addison and Jake were with me, and those those guys. Well, Addison, <laughs> Addison's Mister Sizzle take for sure. Yeah. So some of basically Superflex Pod is just full of muses for my articles on player values. <laughs> That's right. We're honored. <laughs> we're honored. Well, in it, we're also honored to have had you on. And like I said, we'll have to do it again, and uh, maybe we'll inspire some more articles next time you're on so bobby thanks for coming on man we really appreciate it yeah thank you guys for having me and i promised shane i would do this so check out dynasty trades hq oh what was that (laughs) i i I heard that episode he he shut you down when you were talking about us yeah yeah Yeah, that's Uh, getting cut out that's fine (laughs) <laughs> I just went on Dynasty Trades HQ, so I'm I I think that we're uh, we're on pretty good terms with those guys, but I think we're supposed to uh, keep it quiet when it comes to the rest of the DF network. But um, we'll uh, we'll still we'll still pitch those guys. But for now, we're just gonna wrap it up. We're gonna 
and uh, we're going to let Bobby get out of here. We're going to be back in just a couple days to talk about trades after all the free agent movement uh, from from uh, the last couple weeks. And until then, 